Football Fantasy. Hey, Taint Pubes. Dewey's Nuts here on your Tuesday episode of your Football Fantasy. Look, uh, I'm likely going to be the only one here on these shows from here on out, so let's stop saying that Bullfrog can't be here this week. We just kind of know that. He has other obligations. And uh, Big Wiz? Big Wiz isn't quick enough to get anything ready for the waiver wire after a week. Takes him a few days to get up and running. All right, so let's jump into it. A little bit of news that we do have to talk about that is going to be relevant to this episode. This week in football. Okay, the first bit of news here that just came out today. Amari Cooper is being traded to the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know that Oakland's actually losing much. They're getting a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, which, let's be honest, his value hasn't been that in a long time. Now, I'd like to be able to say that gives us a waiver wire opportunity here, but I don't know who the fuck to pick up. Is Martavis Bryant finally going to do some work? Uh, Seth Roberts, how's he uh, feeling these days? Brandon LaFell, Dwayne Harris, all these guys are wide receivers next to Jordy Nelson. I don't think any of them are really worth it owning on this team that's just not very good. We have no idea what's going to happen there. But uh, it's it's still worth noting. Big trade in the NFL. Big name traded. Uh, do I think Amari Cooper is going to help that Cowboys team? I don't know. Maybe. Do I think he's going to hurt any of those wide receiver options? Well, look, guys. Same fucking deal on that team. None of those receivers were worth owning anyway. Uh, I don't necessarily expect an Amari Cooper bump, at least for not for a few weeks, to see how he gels with Dak Prescott. But all in all, to be quite honest with you, fantasy irrelevant, even though it sounds like big news. Here's some big news that is relevant to fantasy football. Beast Mode is on the IR with that groin injury. That escalated quickly, went from uh, nothing, maybe something minor in the game, to, ooh, maybe we need to look at it, might be serious, to, ooh, we might miss a few weeks, and now he's on the IR. That will lead me to some discussion come waiver wire time. But one other guy that I want to mention here on the IR, Ted Ginn. And I know Ted Ginn is not a big name in fantasy football, but I think it has big fantasy football implications, especially for your waiver wire tonight. All right, first up on the waiver wire list, here's some guys that I like. I want you to go look at. Jalen Richard's the first one here. Speaking of beast mode going down onto the IR, I know Jalen Richard has not been ter- terribly effective on the ground uh, something like two point something yards per carry, and he hasn't gotten all that many touches. But relative to the other option there, Doug Martin, it's, it's no contest to me. Doug Martin is not talented enough to belong in the NFL at all. I think Jalen Rashard is going to get plenty of work. He He's already scored 43 fantasy points to Doug Martin's 11 fantasy points on the year. So he is being used. His big problem uh, was that Marshawn Lynch was getting all the touches I think if Jalen Rashard gets in here a little bit with Doug Martin as a spell, he might be worth owning as a flex guy. He's not going to be a running back two on a team that's really bad. Although that game script is continu- going to continue to work in his favor and in his specialty that is catching the ball out of the backfield. So expect that to continue. One other thing I want to mention between these two guys. Look, Jalen Rashard is plus 24.6 in production premium. That is eighth best out of running backs in the whole league. Uh, production premium, remember, is that player profiler stat that pretty much says every time you get the ball, we expect good things or bad things to come out of you. Doug Martin's negative 39.2. Production premium is 61st 
in the league. So I want to say both these guys' names here for you really quick. One, Jalen Richard is a waiver wire pickup, 24% owned in your league or in Yahoo leagues right now. Doug Martin is a smokescreen. Do not go pick up Doug Martin. Somebody's going to pick up both of these guys. Somebody's going to make a bid on both of these guys because one of them will be end up being a starting running back in the NFL, and that is valuable. I think Jalen Richard is a guy to own. I'm sure Wiz would disagree with me, but he's not here. Um, the other thing I want to mention here, and I said Ted Ginn on the IR, Look, let's look to Traquan Smith, wide receiver there in New Orleans, 17% old right now in Yahoo Leagues. He's had a couple of big games, blow-up game last week. In fact, he had nine targets, six catches, 155 yards, and two touchdowns in the last two weeks. That was with Ginn in the game. And Traquan Smith is the most likely guy to take over Ginn's role, to absorb Ginn's targets. Ted Ginn had the second most targets on this team so far in the year. They've got to go somewhere. I expect the bulk of them to go to Traquan Smith. He's that kind of wide receiver, and he can certainly, he can certainly, we've seen him do well with volume he can certainly make it work another guy i want to point to uh, uh running back here let's switch gears a little bit but how about raheem mostert we talked about him in the episode on saturday um i maybe even talked about him last week a little bit uh, he stepped in it last week instead of alfred morris to get a lot of work behind brita coaching staff said this is very temporary it's not a permanent thing alfred morris is the guy well yes alfred morris this week had the most touches on the week nine in that backfield. Seven of them, however, went to Mostert. Five went to Breida. Uh, and Mostert also had four targets, which ties the rest of the running back core combined. Uh, so with those touches, Alf was awful. Breida was terrible. Both of them three yards per carry or less, whereas Mostert on his seven went for 8.4 yards per carry. He's already getting a little bit more work, and he is proving to be far better than Alfred Morris. And... I don't know what happened this week to Brita, but Rahi Mostert is carving out a role on this team, and it he it's worth looking at for your fantasy roster if you're deep, if you're looking for running backs, which we all are all the time. A couple other wide receivers I want to point to, Danny Amendola. Okay, so this week specifically, Kenny Stills is not going to play. It looks like Albert Wilson is going to be put on the IR. He's not there yet. I expect Danny Amendola to be the guy to capitalize on these two guys sitting out, specifically with Wilson out. Um, the, Amendola, Wilson, they kind of played some of that same role. Look, Amendola's gone 18 targets, 14 catches for 141 yards and a touchdown in the last two games with Brock Osweiler. Amendola's led the team in targets both of those games with Osweiler. He seems to be the guy that Osweiler trusts. And we know from watching this Brock Douche play in the past that when he picks a guy... He only looks at that guy. He does not have the capacity as a professional quarterback to go through progressions. So give me some Amendola as long as he's healthy, specifically this week with two of those wide receivers out. Let's see when Stills comes back, but Wilson won't. Uh, I also want to mention here as a smokescreen guy, Devontae Parker. Somebody in your league is invariably going to say, oh my God, it's Devontae Parker time again, finally with Stills out. Devontae Parker is going to have his chance. And in fact, I believe uh, Adam Gase this week in an interview, maybe even today, said, yeah, we don't have any other receivers, so I'm pretty sure Devontae Parker is going to play. That's the best he can possibly say about him. He said, yeah, will he play well? I don't know. I've seen it before. We know Gase doesn't like to talk up his players very well, but Devontae Parker has to be a smokescreen guy for me. He was playing bad even when he played all year last year with Osweiler in there. It's not likely to get any better. 
Devontae Parker has less than 40 snaps on the year, four targets so far for the entire year. And he's dealing with a quad injury that's been lingering for a while. So avoid him. Instead, go look at Amendola. One other wide receiver that I do want you guys to go put a bid on, that's Tyrell Williams. You've seen him over the last couple of games. Look, eight targets, seven catches, 236 yards, and three touchdowns in the last uh, handful of games here. He's been a monster on the deep ball. He has taken that spot away from Mike Williams. We saw there was a battle in the beginning of the year and in the offseason. Tyrell Williams has locked it up, which, let's be fair, if we remember last year, if we remember the previous years with Tyrell Williams in here, he's looked really good. He's starting to look really good again. Yes, there are low there's a low target volume for deep guys like Tyrell Williams, but this is a team and this is a quarterback that throws it deep a lot. A lot. And look, Tyrell Williams has a 74% catch rate as a deep guy. That's amazing. It's 10th best on the on the league for all wide receivers. And he's a deep guy that should not catch the ball that often. That tells us that Rivers is being very accurate right now with the deep ball. And Tyrell Williams at an 83 plus percent contested catch rate is making those plays. He is the number one wide receiver in the league in production premium. That stat we looked at for those running backs at a plus 71.1. How can you avoid this guy, ignore this guy any longer? Only 15% owned in Yahoo leagues. Not necessarily a PPR stud, but he is a yardage machine, a touchdown scorer. The only smokescreen that I didn't mention already is Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan went for six 63 yards this week. Four catches, 73 yards last week. So don't be fooled by those numbers, guys. This week, his six catches came with Gronk out of the game. Gronk is likely to be back next week. We'll see how long he stays back. But as we saw in the beginning of the year, Chris Hogan cannot get it done with lots of volume. He may step in and be one of those guys on your roster that you think about playing in your flex each week. But you will, and then he'll fuck you, you won't, and he'll fuck you on your bench. Don't put yourself in that position by taking Chris Hogan back onto your roster, please. Let's look at trade targets. Last week, we looked at strength of schedule rest of season for some guys, some guys that have an easy going forward, some guys that you might target because you want that those weak opponents. Uh, this I promised you this week that we would look at specifically the playoff strength of schedule, the fantasy playoff strength of schedule. That's weeks 14, 15, and 16. Uh, so we're going to do that now. I'm going to pick out a handful of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers that have cush playoff schedules. I want to make sure you understand this. If you're 3-3 three and three right now and you're maybe about to go 3-4, and 4-3, four, four and three, you're somewhere in that range. If you feel like you're going to be fighting for a playoff spot, this is not necessarily something you should be looking at right now because you have to win week in, week out. If you're 5-2, and 6-1, and 7-0 and oh right now, if you're looking really strong, scoring a lot of points, you know you're going to be in the playoffs. You are the person, the owner that I'm talking to right now. This is the opportunity right now for you to go get these guys that have easy playoff opponents so that you can make sure that your success continues through the championship game. All right, at quarterback, here's some guys that I want to point out to you. Cam Newton's the first one. Okay, Cam Newton's got the New Orleans Saints in Week 15, Atlanta Falcons in Week 16. That's a semifinal and a final. Those are really cush games. If you can get him on your roster, you're looking really good for those last two. Drew Brees also has a nice go about it. Uh, week 14, he's playing Tampa Bay, and in the championship week, he's got Pittsburgh, two very, very soft defenses. 
Russell Wilson has three cush games in the playoffs. Minnesota Week 14, San Francisco Week 15, and Kansas City in the championship game. And your dark horse here, Joe Flacco, who's been okay on the year. Good games in good plus matchups like this past week. He gets Kansas City in Week 14, Tampa Bay in Week 15, and the Los Angeles Chargers, who have been bad thus far in Week 16. That might be the best schedule out of all of them. So think about those four guys. Which one can you trade for? Which one makes sense for your team? Who might you be able to get on your roster? Look at running backs here. Here's a handful of guys. Strong running backs, good running backs, but they have nice opponents as well in those playoffs. Joe Mixon faces the Oakland Raiders in Week 15 and the Cleveland Browns in 16. Both of them are top 10 for giving up .2 running backs so far this year. David Johnson, who's been struggling, gets the Detroit Lions in Week 14, Atlanta Falcons in Week 15 to bad run defenses he's got a new offensive coordinator maybe things start to come together by that point in the year who knows we'll see dalvin cook who has been hurt might be somebody you could go get get on the relative cheap because of his absence these past few weeks he's got the miami dolphins week 15 and again detroit lions in week 16 two nice matchups and how about philip Lindsay? i know you don't trust royce freeman even when he's back but philip Lindsay, uh cleveland week 15 oakland Raiders in week 16. Might be somebody you can get. I know he's hot right now, but might be somebody you can get a little cheaper than some of these other guys. That might give you an advantage in the playoffs. Last, let's look at wide receivers. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers look nice in the playoffs. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. They get to play Oakland in week 14. And the New Orleans Saints, the worst defense uh, as far as giving up points or best defense as far as giving up points to wide receivers in the championship game week 16. And those are two stud wide receivers. How about Michael Thomas? And any other Saint that you like, maybe Traquan Smith, they get Tampa Bay in Week 14 and Pittsburgh in Week 16. Those are cush matchups. The Green Bay Packers have the easiest wide receiver playoff schedule of anybody as far as ranks go right now. So Devontae Adams, uh, Geronimo Allison, maybe you like one of these rookies, Valdez Scantling. Maybe even Randall Cobb would be back and playing. But they get Atlanta in Week 14, Chicago in Week 15, and the Jets, who are good against the run but really bad against wide receivers in Week 16. How about A.J. Green or Tyler Boyd? They get the Chargers in 14 and Oakland Raiders in Week 15. John Brown, Michael Crabtree, Willie Sneed, if you like him. Uh, just like Flacco, they've got a nice playoff schedule with Tampa Bay and the Chargers in Weeks 15 and 16. So those are some guys that might, if you were in a place where you know the playoffs are imminent, you might look to to help boost your chances at that trophy. Because for you, it's time to start looking ahead. I want to say this again. If you're struggling and you're you're going to be a bubble team and you're not sure that you're going to make the playoffs, you need to win each and every week and make sure that you do that. Not necessarily time for you to start looking that far ahead. Let's look at the Thursday preview here. Uh, we got the Miami Dolphins and we got the Houston Texans matching up in what should be a pretty fucking boring football game. Uh, but, you know, there's some fantasy value to be here, had here, I think. Let's start on the Miami side of the ball here. We know Kenny Stills is out. Albert Wilson also definitely going to be out probably on the IR. We saw what Adam Gase said about Devontae Parker. All that says the only guy I want to start on this Miami team is Danny Amendola, and that's only if I have to. I think he'll be a fine flex option for you with volume of targets coming from Osweiler. Like we said, 18 targets over the last two weeks with Osweiler in there. He will be starting again. 
He's the only guy that I want anything to do with. I know Kenyon Drake went off this past week. I know Frank Gore went off the week prior, but they are still sharing the load, and we just don't know who's going to get what. And, and look, Drake went off this week and had a whole bunch of yards and a touchdown, but he only had seven or eight carries, right? So I don't, I can't trust either of those two guys. If you have one and you've been playing them and you have to trust them in a flex, more power to you. Good luck, sir or madam. Uh, but I, Amendola is the only Dolphin that I'm even considering at this point, and that's a volume play for me. On the Houston side of the ball here, uh, this is uh, this is almost a no-holds-barred. Start Watson, start Hopkins, Fuller, Miller, the defense of the Houston Texans. Let me break a couple of these down. Miami looks like their rank against quarterbacks. They look pretty good, but Stafford, Trubisky, Brady, Derek Carr, and Sam Darnold have, have all either gone over 300 yards or thrown multiple touchdowns against this team. Deshaun Watson and his high-power offense are better than a lot of these guys, or their offense is better than some of these offenses. I think he'll be just fine for you. Maybe not go completely off, but look, the one thing Miami's defense has going for it is Xavier Howard. We've talked about him on this show, and I don't know that he can shut down DeAndre Hopkins, which is where he will be. Best receiver in the league against one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Should be a fun matchup to watch, but Hopkins has had tough matchups in the last two and managed to score in each of them. I like Will Fuller here a whole lot. He's not going to be playing against against Xavier Howard. I have mentioned to you in the past that wide receiver twos not facing that Howard coverage have had nice times against this team. And Kiki Kuti is not going to play this week. He is injured. Okay, Fuller's hamstrings are better for now. And he's been coming back slowly, doing more and more on the field. Take away Kuti, which is, uh, you know, he's been taking targets away from Fuller. And he's going to get some work and he's going to get it done just fine. Lamar Miller has been bad on the year. But look, Miami Dolphins are the sixth worst team against the run. And he's coming off a 22 rush, 100 yard and a touchdown performance. They're giving him the ball. Deonta Foreman is not re- yet ready to come back into the game. Miller's healthy again. That whole Alfred Blue touching the ball thing may have just been uh, a bit of a ruse or just uh, let let him heal up. But it looks, at least from this week, like they're ready to give him the ball again. And you can't sit him. Like I sat him this week and I felt awful about it, so I'm going to start him on Thursday. Lastly, the defense. Yeah, there's a storyline about Osweiler having his revenge game, but I call bullshit. Osweiler is worse than he has been in the last two games. Houston's defense is good and they will absolutely expose Brock Osweiler for the man that he is. Two interceptions at least in this game. I'll call a pick six for fuck's sake. I don't think the Dolphins are going to have a nice time at all against this Houston defense. Lastly, scores of the game. Both Bullfrog and I think Houston is going to win this game. I've got the score being 28-13. Miami struggles. Houston does not. Bullfrog's got it a little bit closer, 24-17. There you are. There you have it. Now go get on your computers, get on your phones, put in those bids, put in those waiver wire priority requests. Win your week before it begins, and we'll see you back here on Saturday, you fucks. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.